Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the podcast where we come up with five sketch ideas. ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Trombley Virtual. And joining us today is a fellow writer on Mad as Hell, David M. Green. Hello. Oh my god, I'm actually here. This is cool. I can't believe that we finally remembered to invite you. And I apologize <laughs> a thousand times yeah. for having worked with you for like four or five years. Yes, almost five. And... Um, <laughs> I want you to know that at that least... was before you were doing the podcast, though. Some of it was before, and then part of it would have been during the three-year gap, I think, we took where we the didn't... three-year gap. Where we didn't do the pod. <laughs> right. And now you're in the sort of the two-year gap, gap of are, us doing the pod. The gap, of, the gap between our breaks from doing the podcast. Yeah. So you took a sabbatical in there. Not, not on purpose. We just accidentally stopped doing it. Frequently, partially, what is it because we stopped living in the warehouse, or is it just we even stopped doing it while we were living in the I warehouse? I think we even stopped doing it while we were living in the warehouse. We had absolutely no excuse, Alistair, and I'm I I can't identify what what happened. I don't know. Maybe we could go back and listen to some of the recordings, and there'd be like telltale signs and the way that my voice breaks when I, you know, I look in your eye or something like that, and we can tell that all's not okay in the mm, tank. But there's some uh, tension, maybe. It could have been some tension. You know, but you return to it. That's that's good. Most podcasts just stop, just fizzle and die. And we didn't want to let that happen. Yeah. We, we try to be all, all of mine have done that. I'm sorry to hear, but you know what? I want you to get some hope from this, knowing that they yeah. can come back. They can fizzle and start. Yeah, they can fizzle and start. That's what happens with a lot of explosions. That's what happens with a rocket. Yeah, mm. <laughs> and especially these uh, SpaceX reusable rockets. You can fizzle in. All right. So this is this sponsored by SpaceX. This, this well, look, we're trying to get him on board. Elon won't return our tweets. Um, <laughs> we should insult him in some way. Yeah, yeah. We, you should not help him rescue people from a cave, mm. and then he'll probably insult. Well, actually, to be fair, we mm. have never helped him. We're constantly not helping him rescue people from a oh, cave. Well, I don't know what you're doing right. I, I, I challenge you to find someone in the world who has helped Elon Musk less to rescue children from a cave. That's I guess somebody the children who, in the cave, possibly. Yeah, mm, that's, that, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's true. They're the only people who helped him. Well, place. but then again, there was nobody, uh, you know, he couldn't have even had the possibility to rescue children in the cave if it wasn't for those children in the cave. Ah, so that's another way yeah. to look at it. They're in, the, in a way, they're the most crucial people. They're the people who have helped him the most so far. Yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, I don't want to say you're wrong, but you are <laughs> absolutely, you could not be more wrong. Um. I guess maybe the person who stopped him was the most was maybe the person who said no, we don't need your help. Uh, yeah, but even that person, you know, has probably like taught him taught him some kind of valuable lesson about next time for helping rescue children from a cave. You know, about 
modifying his approach or something like I think mm. we who are uninvolved in any way living on the opposite side of the world, you know, we're the true bystanders, you know? Yeah. People always talk about who are the true heroes. Mm. I want to know who are the true bystanders. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Because um... a lot of the people who bystand, you know, obviously you affect things by observing them. That's the bystander effect. The bystander effect. Actually, no, that's that's doing nothing. The bystander effect is a bystander doing nothing. Right. It, but that affects other bystanders to also do nothing? Is that the bystander effect? Yeah. Everyone thinks someone's doing something, but actually everyone is doing nothing. Right. So, and I think <laughs> that by doing nothing in that situation, mm. they're actually, they're actually uh, doing something. So wait, is this... That's what they think. So there's got to be... Out of all of this, there's got to be a first person who's doing nothing, like a patient, patient zero, zero of doing nothing, mm, who yeah. makes everybody else think that people somebody's doing something. By the way that they did nothing? Maybe. Or maybe they're doing nothing in the way that makes them think that they're taking action to save a person. Right. Is that so, what we're talking about? Is that what the bystander effect is? <laughs> I think, I I think, think the so. bystander effect is... No, I, the bystander effect is someone will do something, not someone specific... But just like someone from this group will do something, therefore I don't need to do anything. Yeah. Right? Not that somebody is currently doing something, therefore I don't need to do anything. That's quite reasonable. Mm. Like you can't blame the bystander effect if a paramedic is giving somebody CPR and everyone else isn't involved. Sure. Because they're just being responsible by not going in and saying, here, no one's doing anything. Yeah. Well, I am. I'm a, I'm a paramedic. I'm performing CPR. You know. Yeah, it would that's, be, that's a really bad bystander, by the way. It would be horrible, first of all, to, to go and accuse that person while they're giving CPR of mm. being a bystander, and this is the bystander effect. Mm. This is the bystander effect at play right here. <laughs> uh, three, five, six. But I mean, if he's completely unsuccessful. Uh, three, five, uh, six. Three, three, five, six. <laughs> so he's writing a song while he's doing the thing. Three, five, six. Well, that's the thing is that they... They say that you should give CPR whilst saying, you know, doing, staying alive. Mm-hmm. But also, you could just use that as an opportunity to write a song mm-hmm. that goes at the same BPMs as staying alive. Yeah, and another uh, way to two, think about three, it five, is six. when you're performing staying alive, you do it. It's, it helps if you're performing CPR uh, at the same time so that you can keep the, keep the beat. Keep the beat. You know. To tap in. You know, because that's the drummer's job, right? The drummer's yeah. got to tap in everybody yeah. so that they know what speed to start playing at. Right. That's well, why uh, they always play hospitals. This is uh, the, at, at the, the Bee Gees. At the Bee Gees, yeah, they're big always... Big on the hospital circuit. Of course, yeah. Uh, the Gibb brothers, and obviously... I so, think they're big at the hospital circuit because they've all been very ill recently. Isn't is that the reason they've been doing a lot of hospitals? Yes, but that's also... That's led to them playing uh, Staying Alive... On like in good time, mm. much more. So they're you know that's that's the um, the trade offs there, is that you know yes okay yes you some some of you are sick and sort of you know some of you are fading away. Some of you are dead. But you're playing some of your best work, which is staying alive. Mm-hmm. But you're playing it as the best you've ever played it. Imagine if you were a person performing CPR on one of the Bee Gees. Mm. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in love. Might be self-conscious, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't do it yeah. better than this guy. <laughs> I mean, maybe CPR. I mean, he's he's unconscious. Bystander effect. I think it's stage fright. <laughs> but then you, there's a part of your mind that might also think that if this goes well, they might get me in the band. That is very true. Or if it goes badly. 
it might shock him back to life just out of indignation. But imagine if you were the BG and that that was your last your last the last thing you heard as your consciousness faded from your mind was a a bad karaoke version <laughs> of staying alive. The best thing would to be to have staying alive uh, CPR performed on you by a member of the Bee Gees. I think that's the best outcome you could get at a hospital. At a hospital, like <laughs> where there's doctors <laughs> present who can who can take over once he's messed up. <laughs> I think okay. So this is the scenario: it's a hospital. Somebody goes into cardiac arrest mm. at the same time as the Bee Gees are doing a tour of the hospital because they're performing a benefit concert. Yes, right. And the doctor is about to start performing CPR, and then he realizes, obviously, he you know he would just be trying to keep time with staying alive in his mind, but the, uh, clearly the person most qualified to do that yeah. in the room is one of the members of the Bee Gees. And the Bee Gees, which who are playing. So you're just, you're just accompanying the Bee Gees, right? And the Bee Gees, they're getting their cue on timing from somebody else performing CPR, CPR which is, as we said. <laughs> the, the reason that that's the beat is because they always had somebody performing CPR in one of their concerts. Are there other other medical procedures you can do to the to time of other BG songs? Other BG songs. Get a, get your appendix out to jive talking. Yes. That work? <laughs> yeah. Um, they are the basis of Western medicine. <laughs> wait, what's an, wait? Oh, I started a joke. That's the great. Mm. That's the greatest thing for getting a penis enlargement. Mm. Um, Spicks and specks. Is that one of their songs? Yeah. I don't like that word spicks and. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like it oh. either. I mean. And you, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they probably meant the other meaning of it. I don't know what the other meaning is. But I don't is. think there is like another a meaning. a small thing, right? No, that's a speck. Oh, it's a speck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They've got that. That's in there. They've already used that. It's right next to it for comparison. So they know the difference between those two words as mm. well. They're not confused. Um, so we got... Wait. Was the other... Okay, look, I don't, I don't know. What, what, what is the other meaning? Of specks. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I don't think there is one. Oh, oh, right. I was, I was, I was asking. There must uh, be, right? Because uh, why would they call it that? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, I don't know if it's spick or speck, or yeah. possibly something very in the middle of those two words. Mm. It's actually a Swedish word which means a small fish. I think that's oh. speck again. Is that speck? I All think right, that's okay. still speck. The way the way Annika pronounces it, though, it sounds a bit more like spick. I think. Oh, it's my Swedish, okay. Swedish girlfriend. Oh, okay. All right. Well, oh, my... You seem like a real idiot now. <laughs> my girlfriend actually is a small fish. and uh... Does she speak English? Swedish. And I, I don't understand a word she's saying. Yeah, welcome to my world. Mm, yeah? Look, okay. Yeah. I've written down performing... CPR and the Bee Gees. I haven't. I've just written on Bee Gees CPR. There's a there's a there's a there's a sketch in there. You know, I I, I like the one where the the doctor defers to the Bee Gees and gets them to do yeah, the okay. CPR, I, even though they're actually not qualified and the patient dies as well. But still, it was a beautiful performance. And everyone mm. applauds and gets them to I don't know sign the chart or something like that. Uh, maybe the patient was also a huge fan. Not of the Bee Gees, but he was a he was of a getting huge. CPR. <laughs> it was his favourite method of resuscitation. <laughs> this is going. It's like, I never thought that this would go so good. I don't know. Get the doctor to sign his bruised rib cage. Um, look, the one true bystander thing. That's mm. that's what you started with. Yeah, Wait, maybe that's how we got here. So, 
that's based on us like a like a is a saying a one true hero yeah oh that's right sorry yeah i forgot about that yeah okay so who was the true hero in this scenario well what who is... was the true bystander so somebody definitely did something but somebody definitely did nothing the person who did the least they're the true bystander mm. but they would be the most innocent person as well oh except that bad things happen when good men do nothing so i guess you want to be <laughs> so i guess then, the really thing the no, thing no, then, well, the one no but but you want, yeah, oh, sorry, maybe you're, this is where you're going. <laughs> but then you want somebody who did something, but who's innocent, completely innocent, right? Because then, then if, they, if they did nothing, then they're a villain. They are, they are uh, a villain. Assuming they're a good man. Well, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. What you really want to be to be a true bystander is you want to be a bad man mm. doing nothing, okay. which cancels out the effect of good men doing nothing. Yeah. Uh, by virtue of the fact that if you're as a bad man, if you'd done something, it probably mm. would have been bad. Yeah. So you need to be a little bit evil, I think, in order to be a true bystander. So if bad things happen when good men do nothing, do good things happen when bad men do something? something? <laughs> then that works. I mean, logically, it, it, it makes as much sense as anything I've Whoa. ever heard. Did you just prove that crime is good? <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. crime happens because good people are doing nothing. <laughs> exactly. Therefore, the absence of crime happens. No, well, good things happen when bad people do nothing, do something. Bad people do crimes. Therefore, they're doing something. Yes. And therefore, the something that they do is good. Therefore, crime is good. Or, or good things happen after the crime. Or long term. Or doing crimes is nothing. Uh, so, good things happen when bad people do something. So, when they do, crimes are bad things. So, that means that you could also get get that equation by it, it, nothing. When if if doing a bad thing is do, is nothing, which is right on. Right on. <laughs> Look, I I don't believe that one. I don't, yeah, but, but I think in there. But I think yeah, in order to be a true bystander, you have to be a bad person. Mm. You know, mm. so that you can not be you know accused of doing bad by doing nothing. And I think does that mean should we be in some way applauding these people? Like, you know, when when we mm. give out the bravery awards. Yeah. For you know, uh, there were a bus. Mm. rolled onto a petting zoo, Yeah, right? Um, uh, there, was a, there, was, there were good people there, there were bad people there, there were people who actually did stuff. Mm. The good people who, did, who didn't do anything, they're no good. But if there was a bad person who didn't do anything, you know, even though they would have been tempted to go in there and, like, fiddle with the goats or something like that yeah, or while st- everyone was distracted. Yeah, touch a goat. <laughs> touch a goat, you yeah. know. Hey, those are, those are prize goats. There should be some sort of award for restraint. Well, I think that they're doubly good because they're not only um, not doing a bad thing. Well, mm. well, that's the thing. Is wait, wait. So, th- so they're not. They're a bad person doing nothing. Yes. So that's good. Yes. But then they're also not doing a bad thing, which is also good. Yes. You see. <laughs> so they should get two awards. Maybe I'm not sure. Can one of them be the bystander medal? A medal just for bystanders. Mm. I think so. Yeah, so you didn't do anything, but you didn't do anything to, you know, make it worse. So yeah, yeah exactly. So that would be then the, ba- the bad guy medal. Yeah, which you only give to bad guys when they do. You know, it's the opposite of because I think we are often 
punishing bad people for doing bad things, but、mm. we're not. We're never re- re- rewarding bad people for not doing bad things.、Mm. You know,、uh, there needs to be a system of like a reverse jail. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's、mm. just a reward, isn't it? Well, it could be, or it could just be a nice room that you put them in,、yeah. forcefully. A nice,、uh, nice like、jail against their will. <laughs> like, you get、uh, to go this, to nice jail. <laughs> this sketch is called nice jail. <laughs> <laughs> Keep this up. You'll be on your way to nice jail. Three to five, <laughs> and it's、Minutes. really nice. Like you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do what do you think? Like you think, like. Nice long benches, you know, covered in really beautiful. Oh, Alistair! <laughs> oh, this sounds so nice.、Um, How long are the benches? I mean, three to five meters. Oh, that's the worst thing about regular jail. The benches are too short, <laughs> uncomfortably short. You can only fit two, three people on this bench. <laughs> What is going on with these jails? So, all, some of our friends have to stand. All our social groupings are bigger than that here in jail. <laughs> bad jails. What would they then call jail, it jail, after、yeah. good jail exists? A nice jail. Sorry. Or just jail, jail can be jail, the regular jail. jail. Is what we can、there's、call jail, it, yeah. jail, and there's nice jail. I, you know, this is a stand-up comedian in jail, in jail, jail. You know what I hate about jail, jail? <laughs> it's the, it's the bench, bench lengths. <laughs> I guess you have to be here, which you do. <laughs> yeah, <it's>... <laughs> <laughs>、um, yeah, look, I think nice jail. I mean, do you, how do you decide that somebody's bad? Is it because they've already been to jail or they've been in trouble? If you get arrested once, or you have any trouble with the law, suddenly now you're in the running for for nice jail. Well, I mean, what if the police see you in the street? You look real sus.、Mm. They pull you over, or they <laughs> search you, or something like that. Yeah. And they can't. Fi- they got nothing on you. Yeah. They shouldn't just send you on your way. That's they true. They should send you to nice jail. Well, no, but then yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, but also that's the thing is that. Um, people who look dodgy,、mm. right? They often get negative impacts of that because they get harassed by the police. Oh, sure, sure,、like、sure. That. So we can balance that out by <gasps> by in- introducing nice jail, so that、And、people get harassed, but then they get forced to go to a really nice room、mm. with beautiful long benches. <laughs> <laughs> Really、Honestly, you should, you should、oh, see the, the length the of these benches. You know,、yeah. and the bars are like a meter and a half apart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Just but, luxuriously far from each other. But okay. But then, what is the opposite of? Because it feels like we now also need the opposite of whatever police are. You know, who、mm. are people who will stop you in the street? Yeah. If you look good,、mm. and just so like, strip search you. Searching Or, for signs that you're even better than you look. Do you think maybe they strip search themselves and put things in your pockets? <laughs> But not evidence of crimes. <laughs> not evidence of crimes. <laughs> maybe evidence of no crimes. So the police stop you in the street. Yeah. Strip search themselves. <laughs> they yeah. They and put and they they they're looking through. They're looking. All around their like their crevices and their pockets of their things for a little、um, sort of a certificate they have to congratulate you on not committing any crimes. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. What? What? Here's a different, slightly different. I mean, that, that's, that's look, no, that's very funny. But I got distracted thinking about my own. Of course.、Thing. Look, it's hard sometimes to hold on to a communi- to, to a conversation、yeah. when you have to both. 
think and listen. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. <laughs> we just take and I don't know why, that's for sure. Mm. Um, uh, what was I thinking about? I was thinking about a poli- some sort of other police force, right? Because the police are walking the streets, mm. but then the police feel like they're above the law. And it feels like there should be other police mm. who also walk the streets, and then when they see other police, they can stop them and search them. They right? can search police? Yeah, they can search the police. Do they think that they're beneath the law? Uh, they're beside it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're beside the law, and they, 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 they watch the watchers. Could the fashion police do that? Is that in their jurisdiction? Oh, it'd be nice mm. to give them something else. Because they're to searching do. through the clothes, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. They are looking through your clothes, and they kind of they could congratulate you on uh, mm-hmm. on you know on your outfit, which is that could be what be what they're putting in your pockets. Which mm. your ears are kind of like the body's, the head's pockets, <gasps> and they're putting little congratulations. Are the ears in like the head's pockets? I lost so the it. mouth. Is more like the pocket <laughs> of the head. Hmm. <laughs> that's a. But I mean, you, would you? You know. If at a pinch you had to put your wallet somewhere in your body, in your head, and assuming size is no <laughs> issue here, assuming, assuming oh, right. size is no issue, it's a I very mean, small wallet, or you have extremely large ears. You could you can change your wallet to fit the pocket, right? This is in in this scenario, okay. Like, you know, and all your cards could be adapted. There's no need for cards to be as big as they are. They could be a they sliver. They could be as small as like that little chip that you get in your mobile phone these days, the mm-hmm. nano sim. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right now, which which orifice in your head would you keep your wallet at all times? Probably the ear. Probably it's, it's got a little uh, a little bucket there. Yeah, just in the uh, the you. outer ear. Thank you. Right? I mean, I didn't. You're, wanna... you're right. You're right. <laughs> and nothing else is really coming or going out of there. Exactly. It's like kind the of, other orifices. Yeah, yeah. The, I no, think the, the nose, ear there's is, a chance that you'd breathe in your the, wallet. No, but you think about the ear. There's, it's hard to get if anything goes too far into the ear. Mm. Uh, it's you're in real trouble getting stuff out, right? The, like the nose and the mouth, the body has systems for getting things out. But Andy, but the ear, you don't think they've thought of that? Who the, the people? <laughs> the the people. ear people. Yeah, the the ear wallet people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't you think? I'm that's sure the first? they know what they're doing. I mean, isn't that the first problem you're solving uh, here when you're it, making a wallet see, for the ear? But you're one of these people who always just trusts in the corporations and you're having to sit back and just say, look, oh, they wouldn't do anything that's not in my best interest. They're a corporation. They don't care about you and your ear. Okay, I, they just have to make a quick buck. They're I, selling you this fucking ear wallet. <laughs> they haven't looked into the consequences. They, we don't know. That could cause cancer. Maybe in early incarnations of the ear wallet. But I think if you want repeat business... Oh, so all the early ear wallets, they all... Well, they were proven to cause cancer. Well, I'm not saying they caused cancer. I think maybe they went in and they pierced your eardrum. There's a chance of that for somebody who didn't think about it. Yeah, right. But and then, but then that's been sorted out. Then the like the essentially the Apple computers of ear wallets come comes along. Some visionary Steve Jobs mm. type guy who takes the existing technology. He looks at existing technology like earplugs mm. and wallets. And <laughs> wow, I just saying the first people didn't do this <laughs> and puts it together. I mean, you know, there's a you know, there's a there's a chance that it started with just a guy who was like, I'll just roll up my, you know, all my money and just put it put it in my ear. That's how it yeah, could start because yeah, yeah. I mean, it would start with a guy who didn't have pockets anywhere. Maybe or, or he was just, just a head trying to just live there, you know. 
feel freer, less tied down by that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 I I I I like it, and I I like saying, "Look, the body already has all the pockets we need." You know, it's some sort of minimalism thing. It's like we we have everything we need right here. Mm. I mean, uh, that would be great for like a like a big, you know, like a, at a women's march. Mm. And maybe they're kind of kind of saying like like you know what we actually don't need pockets. Mm. That's a construct that. Men created. They made us carry things that are big, mm. and that f- force us to think that we need pockets, and then deprive us of, of pockets. It's a control mechanism, right. yeah, like that, right? And then they go, but we don't even need pockets. Our bodies our have bo- everything. We our need. body has enough pockets, and then introducing the ear wallet, great, like that. <laughs> And that's when they they use a women's march for this to launch this new product. <laughs> it was a fake. It was a sort of a stunt thing that they did a marketing campaign where they got all the women together mm-hmm. in a big rally for women's issues in the city. Yeah, and then they sort of sold their ear wallet product. Anyway, it went really well for it them. It went really well, and, it, and people it, were so persuaded by the technology. I think just shrinking down cards. You know, I think it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. What about like so like a little sliver, and it's got just a projector on it, so you can just project, you can just project your card onto the wall. Each thing is just an LED. It's just a little thin LED. You just press on it. You just squeeze it, and it creates a charge. It's that piezoelectric effect. What do you know about that? Yeah. And they'll just project the all the information onto the wall. And then what? You write it down or something? Well, no, you, you know, it's like your ID. You never, you, you don't. When you give somebody your card, you don't go, "Oh, I better write this down." And what about when you're just doing a credit card or something like that? And you just you just scan it or you just oh, project you it on you, or you project it onto the onto the FPOS machine FPOS machine or the or the cashier or something yeah, like that. Yeah. What's the little thing that's projecting? How big is it? It's the size of a thin LED. Right. So it's like a ear ear size. Well, it's just a thin sliver. Yeah. That just, would go into your ear. It goes into your ear. Yeah. Great. I love the I love the idea of thin slivers of stuff. Putting them in my ear. I think it's like it, it'll look like a little. Like a little camping size matchbox, mm. you know, like you know, one of those ones. It's like a little circular one that you mm-hmm. keep. You keep those waterproof matches that you would keep, like you know, that they have in the army or something like that. I've never seen that, but I can imagine. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, thank you. Is there a way you could have this in your ear and not have to take it out of your ear, hmm. so it you just sort of projects out the side of your head? That would be really nice. Yeah, yeah you squeeze the lobe. The ear feels like something that could project light out of it. Although you'd have to sort of turn sideways to the cashier. You wouldn't actually be able to check to see that it's the right card because you, you'd be coming true. out the side of your head. It'd be in your periphery. Yeah. that. Look- hey, just Can you read that back for me? How about this? Okay, how about this? <laughs> Is it, that the right one? There's a mirror on the inside of your ear. Right, here, in that like, little fold. Yeah, in that fold there. A prism? Yeah, like a prism mm-hmm. that redirects the light a little bit forward. Like that. And then you can cycle through your cards by just pressing your lobe over and over again like mm. that. And you can just go, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Like that. And you go, oh, this sounds so bam. much better than having a wallet. <laughs> well, I'm just saying you're, 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 you're freeing you yourself of the, it. yeah, you're freeing yourself of the opp- oppression mm-hmm. of, of, uh, of, of pockets. Yeah, of pockets and manhood yeah. and things like that. We're in the pocket of big pocket and I'm sick of it. Can we, can we, uh, can we, I don't see why the ear needs to be just like a big open hole like that, right? Because there's no, apart from wallets, obviously, there's no real call for things to go in and out of the ear. Like, why mm. doesn't it have a little, like a little grating over the end or something to stop bugs getting in there? Mm. Well, I think that's what the 
ear hair does. It doesn't do it very well. I think a grating. Are you constantly getting bugs in your ears? <laughs> I'm constantly worried that I will. Yeah. You read the stories about somebody, something flew in there and then they got like terrible migraines. Wasn't there some ancient king or something who had a scorpion crawled into his ear and he went mad or possibly, hey, you know? That'd be such a shame. Started charging all this stuff to his account. <laughs> Damn scorpion! <laughs> yeah, I mean, and think about it. Like you've you've won the lottery. You've been born king, mm. but then you essentially win the lottery twice. With you're not only born king, but then you have this really unlikely scenario in which a scorpion oh. climbs into your ear and makes you insane. <laughs> I feel like I've won the lottery. <laughs> it's not a good lottery. It's no, second lottery. I mean, no, it's a it, bad it lottery. It is a bad lottery, you know. But I'm sure, you know, kinghood also has its well, own. Well, but if we're going to have a good jail, we might as well have a bad lottery. <laughs> well, it's a nice jail. Yeah, nice, nice jail. Nice, yeah. nice lottery and there's the bad lottery lottery. Yeah, and lottery lottery. <laughs> and we should, okay, well, we should also invent the lottery lottery where you pay money and... Occasionally, something really bad. We have, we have talked about lotteries as well, but this is this is very cool. Mm. I love it that because the, at the moment the lottery goes from no money mm. up to about three hundred million dollars is sort of like where they've maxed out, isn't mm. it? So, I mean, you why doesn't it go into the negative as well? Well, I think that this That's is the cost of the lottery ticket. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, yeah, well, okay, but but it, so far, even then, it doesn't go that far into the negative. It, it goes depends into, how, how many you yeah. buy. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> it does depend how many you buy. You're right, but <laughs> at a certain point, you're not going to spend more than three hundred million dollars on lottery tickets, are you? For any given lottery. Yeah, maybe if I won the lottery and I had that much yeah. disposable income, I might spend that much on lottery <laughs> you're, tickets. You're, well, then you're insane, <laughs> and there's no hope for you, is there? Because you've you've won more money than anyone has ever won on the lottery, and you've spent all of that money on another lottery, hoping to win back. I assume the money that you had to begin with. It's like that expression when you when something happens to you that's fortunate or lucky. They say, "Well, oh, you better you better buy a lottery ticket." Oh, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket. But what yeah. if the lucky thing that, that happened to you was actually the winning lottery. the lottery? Yeah, <laughs> I kept winning the lottery. I had to, had to keep buying lottery tickets. Jeez, mm. you better you better. <laughs> I kept after buying. $300 million worth of lottery tickets. And, like, but, well, that's the thing is that the money doesn't bring you happiness, but winning the lottery does, you see? And so that's the feeling that you're trying to get back. That's, well, that's why you want to win the lottery. To win the lottery. You go, oh, my God, I'm so lucky. You say, when people say, I feel like I've won the lottery. This is like a day in nice jail. (laughs) Like, I have... I have $300 million at home. I feel like I've won the lottery. <laughs> no. You know, you get an extra bit of bacon in your sandwich. Then you know, I feel like I've won the lottery. Mm, the bacon lottery. Yeah, of I've, life. I've thought of how lottery lottery could work, right? This is the way it could work. It's a billionaire who, mm. who wants to be able to do something really horrible to a person, right? So you go to the lottery lottery store. And they'll give you roughly $22. Yep. Right? And then you've got one chance of having this really horrible thing done to you. (laughs) Right? And at some point, somebody wins that lottery. And then, like, the billionaire gets to, like, 
pull all their limbs off or something one yeah. by one or whatever like that. And they're oh, allowed not to do one it. by one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think limbs are like band-aids, you know, you want to just get it all off at once. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe that's too horrible. I mean, well, I mean, it's a big lottery, you know? And and, and because the benefit that you get is the $22, is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you think, ah, oh, it's not much, it's but not much. you know, it's twenty bucks. You know, and maybe. And what are the chances? What are the chances? What are the chances? Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's really good for people who don't. Who, I think, people who don't enter the regular lottery, mm. good lottery, nice lottery, the nice lottery. People who don't enter the nice lottery are almost because they always have the argument. Oh, this. What are the chances of you winning that? You're crazy. You're just throwing away twenty dollars, right? They, by their logic, mm. should definitely enter the lottery lottery because what are the chances of you getting all your limbs pulled off? Yeah, exactly. You're just getting $23. Yeah. And you could get like, you could get $300 million worth of lottery 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 tickets mm. in one go. Mm. Keep I mean, going in. That really increases your chances of getting all your limbs played, pulled off. But, sure, if, you, but, but also, if you don't... he's only going to pull your limbs off once, right? <laughs> That's true. Right? And as long as this rich oh, billionaire rich, doesn't have one other sick <laughs> thing that, <laughs> that he, he wants, wants to do to a person... <laughs> well, I pulled all your limbs off, but I'm out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Is the head a limb um, for this purpose? The head could be seen as a limb. What do you think? About, what about the ear? Uh, that's more of a pocket. Yeah. If well, your wallet's in there. Yeah, well, that's true. But what about the outside of the ear? The lobe? The lobe and the... Re- what is the rest of the ear? Is that just a ear? The outer ear. The outer ear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's like it's like the clitoris. You know, only a little bit is showing. No, I think a lot of it is showing. <laughs> I think it's the opposite of the clitoris. I think it's mostly showing. So it's like the base of the iceberg. <laughs> that's the That's the inner <laughs> ear. The base of the iceberg. The, I thought the, the outer... tip. The tip would be the outer ear. Right? No, no, but I'm, the... I'm suggesting there's not as much inside as there oh, is right. outside because there's got so much going out outside. You can't have that much inside That's your head. Upside down iceberg. Mm, the tip of the upside down iceberg. Right. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. So it is like you impaled your head on an iceberg. The pointy bit is the... in the center of the head. <laughs> And then yes. the doctor, the doctor, exactly, David. The doctor right. looks I'm, in your I'm other ear. The doctor looks in your other ear and he goes, "Luckily, it's only the tip of the iceberg <laughs> that's inside your ear." But that's a good thing, right? Okay. What, right. Would, what would you have to? F- if we could, we could get, we could get icebergs, because the tip of the iceberg that only applies when the iceberg is floating in water, right? If the mm. iceberg was floating in something more dense, like honey or a really thick oil, mm. then the tip of the iceberg would be would be much more. I imagine it would float a lot higher. Mm. That depends if the iceberg is itself made of honey and or oil. It's like honey ice well, or oil ice, vanilla ice. I mean, that could just be done with just a little bit of sort of flavoring. Mm. You know, I think that you could actually achieve that really mm. easily by going. It sounds delicious. Mm, do you think we exactly. could, Do you think we could flavor the ocean without affecting it too much? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we could. 
Like you don't need that it, much cordial to have an effect on the flavour of. It's already, it's already got like a salty kind of flavour. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so we can like a like a yeah, it's almost like a ramen soup mm. kind of thing. So do you think that maybe caramel? If we added caramel, uh, salted caramel, salted yeah. caramel. Like I think we could come up with some sort of chemical where humans are really good at this. Yeah. Coming up with some sort of chemical and tipping it in the ocean. We're tipping, also really we're good great at that, at that yeah. right? But we're great at coming up with chemicals that don't affect nature in any negative way, or at least as far as we're aware, for a period of about 30 years before it becomes clear that it really does. See, I like this because this is kind of like turning one of our flaws, accidentally tipping exactly. chemicals into the ocean. Exactly. No, making chemicals and, and pouring them into the ocean yes. and trying to do something positive with it. Mm, it's like in a job interview, if all of humanity was in a job interview and somebody asked us what our, what our weaknesses were, we'd try and make them sound like a strength. I guess I'm. Um, I tip a little too many chemicals into the ocean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm a workaholic when it comes to tipping chemicals into the ocean. Yeah. So if that's going to be a problem. So yeah, I think there's a sketch in which we flavor the ocean. Like what? What is the negative of this? What's the downside? None. It's it's salted carrot. The ocean is now mm-hmm. salted caramel. It doesn't affect any of the wildlife. We've already established that in the premise, right? Yeah. Plants or whatever. There's no long-term consequences that we're aware of, and we checked right. a bit, right? And, and now when you go swimming or whatever, mouthful, I don't, you know. And so what's the worst that'll happen? It'll just lead people to drink loads of seawater. <laughs> and what's that going to do? Lower the sea level. Yeah. Oh. Because yeah. we'll go pee onto regular land. Regular land. Uh, which the ocean is irregular land, <laughs> right? And, Highly irregular. And then we will. Does our body desalinate? Um, I, don't, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, no. You need to keep drinking fresh water. Sure. Damn. <laughs> that was yes, that be would a, be one we, place we, you could we, get it. We're not putting caramel in the lakes, though. This is just in the ocean. Oh yeah, still you're be right. Fresh water. Okay, good. No, I was just we're hoping. Not stupid. That, I was just hoping we were going to add to the supply of fresh water in the world. I was. I thought this will be a really positive thing. I mean, this would be incredible if, if we only just discovered at this point that the human body produced fresh water. That urine was fresh water. Well, it's fresh urine. That's <laughs> <laughs> It is fresh. Yeah. Is this fresh? Yes. <laughs> you know, but it, I guess I guess if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't it doesn't take out any salt, I guess you could just run it b- through a few times. Run it through again. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to take out some salt. I d- unfortunately, I don't think that's the way the human body works because I think that in order for the body to take out salt, the salt would have to be going somewhere. In the poo, you think it would be coming out? I think out it just goes poo. into your body. Into your body, and then what happens to it? It builds up. Salty body. Salty bod. Um, Salty sea bod. Sweat it out. You could sweat, sweat it, out. it out. Then it just crusts on your arm. And then you scrape that off onto a pasta or something. Salty pasta. Do you guys put salt on pasta? I put salt on everything. Uh, put it I'm in gonna, the uh, pasta while we're cooking it, I think. Right, like in yeah. the boiling water? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or put... just get some seawater. Really, I should mm. just absolutely go down to the beach. You're save some time. You're wasting water. You're wasting salt, and an opportunity. An opportunity to go down yeah. to the yeah, seaside. Yeah, the greatest it's opportunity caramel. cost. Yeah, breathe in some of that seasidey smell. Can you write down caramel, camera, salted caramel ocean? You bet. 
Yes. Or caramelized ocean? What do you say? Mm. Well, that's different. You want to salt just a salted caramelized. caramelized. I mean, yeah. I guess you could also make... Um, Does water caramelize? How long I mean, would you have to... If you just sort of fry it on the pan there for long enough? For a while? Kind of brown? Probably, probably not. I think it would just evaporate, right? Yeah, uh, right. That's a goddamn shame. But But... Things caramelize when a bit of the water evaporates. I think it's probably just a question of quantities, right? Like you have to evaporate a lot of water, but like whatever's left behind, you get caramelized water. Chlorine? No, just caramelized water. Okay. (laughs) Um, You could, I think... Wait. That's how a salt pan works, right? That's Mm. how they make salt. Oh, they make a... Like what they, From seawater. So it's just caramelizing water. Sea yeah. Water. Caramelizing yeah. Seawater. The sun caramelizes yeah. the water and so, just leaves you with salt. Yeah, and then you get that sweet, salty taste. That <laughs> Yeah. Um, at, do they just do a very thin layer of water? Or do they think they do a, like, a, like a couple of inches? Do you know about that? I reckon they'd keep it pretty thin. Yeah. But maybe. I uh, know, but I, I consider know. also a couple of inches is pretty thin for water. <laughs> Depends how big the area is. That's true. I guess yeah. if it's if it's sort of just like, you know, like a like a cubic centimeter. Yeah, that's not a very big area. No, <laughs> and you would you'd almost not call it a pan unless no, you were very small. I wouldn't call small. that a pan. I wouldn't call that a pan, especially not if it was a couple of inches deep. I'd say like that's not a pan. Yeah, but Maybe it depends on how a doll's house. Or yeah, for a doll's house, sure that would make sense. But you ever watch exactly. Tiny Kitchen? You ever watch those videos? Is that a, is that a cooking show? Uh, it's like an Instagram channel. It's people making things with. A very tiny kitchen, tiny utensils oh, and tiny oven and stuff. It's one of these new things that, like, it feels like it's kinky in some way, but I, we haven't worked out how yet. <laughs> I, like, you're definitely a pervert for liking it. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely. I have seen. I've seen one of those where somebody made a plastic toilet, and then I think in the cistern, it's a tiny plastic toilet, and then in the cistern they poured like a sugary powdery type thing and it like and they add water and it kind of foams up and then it comes out the bowl and then they put a straw in there and then they drink it and then they clean the toilet and that was the whole video i saw was this miniature toilet like the size of a like a glass that you would drink like a coffee out of or is no. it like tiny tiny like adult in a it doll would be size? like it was probably like the size of your thumb maybe two thumbs right okay yeah oh, two thumbs so like yeah, like a doll's toilet. That's gross. Well, yeah. <laughs> I love that you needed to specify <laughs> the size of the toilet to know if it was gross or not. Like, what's the threshold? Well, if it was just a like a regular glass, you know, a, mm. a thing for holding a drink. I mean, yeah, that's fine. It's just a novelty. It's glass, a novelty. Right? But yeah. Why would you go to the effort of making a tiny toilet and then mm. drink out of it? I yeah, mean, that's, that's gross. Well, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess you don't know if a doll's been in it. <laughs> you know, there's always that risk. Or I guess there's always the risk that somebody has made a doll or has used the toy. If, I guess if you're using your your regular human-sized mouth to drink from it, if you're in the kind of circles of people who do that, there is a risk that somebody who's used their regular-sized urethra to pee into it. Mm. You know, maybe like full-size chemicals to... We've established that there's one person in the world who uses their regular-sized something to do something to it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. what's to stop another person equivalently using their equivalently regular-sized other thing to do a different thing to it? That's right. Yeah. Um, I think I have watched a little bit 
of that tiny but, kitchen. But do they do, when they cook? Are they cooking on actual heat, or are they just pretending to cook? Uh, no, it's um, it's it's a small oven. Mm. Well, it looks like an oven, but in the bottom of it, they just light one of those little tea candles, small candle, and mm. yeah. So it, there's enough heat that comes from that, and they only cook. You know, like if you're making a roast or something in real life, you'd cook it for like an hour. Yeah. But in this, they only cook it for like thirty seconds. So it's unhygienic. Well, I. I think they wash their hands beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily sound like it's unhygienic. I mean, if, if it cooks through, if it just gets to the right temperature. Yeah, it's just it's a really small amount of food, so it doesn't need to. Mm. There's a large surface area to volume, volume ratio. ratio. Yeah, the surface mm. area to volume ratio. Yeah. See, now you're speaking Andy's language. One of my favorite ratios. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. Now you're on board. What? That's why insects are so strong. <laughs> surface area to... Yeah. Well, it's surface it's area to... the exoskeleton, you know, compared to the amount of material inside them they can mm. lift several times their own weight i don't think that's true i don't think it's the surface area to volume ratio of the of the of the of the, the you don't think so insect no no what do you no. think it is that it's got something to do with it well then why would that be your favorite ratio if it doesn't have to do cool things like that because what it does is it allows a bear to curl up into a ball in the winter and reduce its heat loss that's a cool fact about surface area to volume ratio. I reckon surface area to volume has a lot to do with the ability of an ant to lift something. I don't think the surface area matters one iota. Really? Yes. Oh, it would be man. something else. You are going to shit when some. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But he writes in and says, well, I'm, a surface to to, I'm a surface area to density or whatever it was, <laughs> uh, scientist, and I'm about to fuck you up with my dissertation, and hey, you're you, never going to stop shitting. You, me, your dissertation outside the, behind the bike sheds. Yeah, and then you're going to get, I got a chalkboard out here, <laughs> let me show you some, uh. Some PowerPoint. Um, no, I think one, that, no one ever does anything in front of the bike sheds. I honestly don't think you, bike sheds even need a front. Just build the back, no, save no, money. Ride your bike. You could ride your bike at the front. No one ever says they're going to do that. No, well, they, that's the thing is that you you do bad things in the back, you do good things in the front. So let's say let's say you're a good man. Build right? a bike you shed with nothing. two fronts. If you're a good man, <laughs> you do nothing in the back of the <laughs> in the back of the bike shed because yeah. that's all it takes for you to be to do something doing bad. something bad. But yeah. then if you're a good person, if you're a bad person, you go in the front to do nothing. Nothing in the front. That's probably where they hold the award ceremony. The award ceremony. The at the front of the bike shed. We had at the beginning that bad men get. Oh for, right, right. Where they get their bystander medal. They get their bystander mm, medal. Their bike shed in the front of the bike shed. Metal. Bike shed. Bystander. Sketch, sketch idea. Okay. Opposite bullies or nice bullies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're, they threaten. They still threaten. <laughs> 
but they threaten... Well, this doesn't sound nice. Some good threats? Oh, yeah. Uh, they threaten to meet you out the front of the bike sheds after school and give you... A cigarette. <laughs> yeah. And a, a firm handshake. And a firm handshake. There you go. Sure, um, I think they could do something nicer. Yeah. Well, both of those suggestions two came from cigarettes. you guys. Give you two cigarettes. Two cigarettes. You're right. Oh, my God. That's so nice. And two handshakes. <laughs> two firm handshakes. <laughs> two firm ones. It, no, it's not two, but it's too firm. Oh, it's too, it's too firm. firm. Oh, no. He used both meanings of the word too. <laughs> Couldn't, okay, here it is. Now, oh, so we, got, we got bully bullies, nice bullies, and then we got confusing bullies. <laughs> And he says, I'm going to give you 18, 18 bees. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then he gives you nine buzzing bees. Buzzing bees. <laughs> and then he gives you seven, uh, the letter bees. And yeah. then he gives you two the w- opportunities uh. to be. <laughs> Confusing bullies. <laughs> oh, and he's threatening you. <laughs> and himself. With a knife. With a knife. With a bee. <laughs> the opportunity to. I like that. I'd, I'd take that over an ordinary bully, because yeah. at least there's a chance that there might be something nice mm. as part of that. And if you kill a confusing bully, you become one. Wow. Like the Santa Claus. We were just, you know, like, because we were just talking about that movie. in the hallway, right? Somebody was I saying. I wasn't part of this conversation. They must have been part of a conversation um, yesterday or something like that, where they were saying that the Santa Claus is actually, with Tim Allen, yeah. is actually a horror film, right? Because he, I guess he kills him. I'm not sure if it's an accident. I can't remember if he does it on yeah, purpose. Yeah, he, he kills pur- him. purposely kills Santa. He purposefully kills yeah. Santa. Well, no, the original, the, the original. Uh, Plot. He. I read an article a couple of days ago. Tim Allen originally he was supposed to shoot Santa. All right. Yeah, because well, he thought that he was seems, a trespasser. That's, well, that seems very believable. It does in America, it does. Mm. I, and I think they had to take it away because it was all too real. And anyway, uh, then it made it. He accidentally knocks him off the roof. Yeah, yeah. He, he startles him mm. and knocks Santa off the roof. Even though you would think Santa would be used to that sort of thing because mm. he does it. Mm. Millions of times a year. For That's his many, habitat. Many... Yeah. yeah. Sort of that, ang- you know, he's like a person with sea legs, but he's got roof legs. Roof legs. <laughs> he's just, he's actually just naturally got one leg longer than the other, like a goat. I don't know if a goat does mm. that, but that would really help him if it, that yeah. would be so great. Although then they'd only be able to go one way around the mountain. Well, this is the great thing about God, uh, Santa, which yep. is Christmas God. Um, <laughs> He has both legs are longer than the other. That's really handy. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually the. That's his actually. You know how like, that's his his only superpower. Bystander man. Um. Wait. Wait. He's wait. a superhero. Yeah. But he's a bystander. <laughs> so <laughs> he's first on the scene. Yeah. <laughs> he can he can hear when something's happening from across the globe and get there like that to watch. That's pretty good. And he, I guess he gets he does. He but gets, he's a bad man. Well, I guess so. Yeah, because he doesn't do anything. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he gets there fast. He gets he there. Does, fast. He gets he gets there real fast. He's a first responder. Mm. Uh, and he gets to do a lot of 
interviews, I guess, like bystander interviews. Oh my god, yeah, it was incredible. Like the truck just came flying off the edge of the of the overpass and then like mm. landed down over there where all the kids are in the playground and oh there was screaming and flames. And it's what the thing that alerts him. And then he's his, off. And then there's a cr- crime. It's his bystandy sense. Bystandy. <laughs> you know, and he goes, My, my bystandy cr- sense is tingling. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he quickly like swings between buildings to like get there. But he's actually got a regular swing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's too weird. Right? He's got a regular swing. <laughs> like a kid's swing. <laughs> like instead of like a web. Bystander man, the least involved one of them all. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I filmed it on my phone. And he's the reason that there's these, um, you know, like that paranoid people have suspicions that like all the people who witnessed crimes uh, that all these people are like actors because they're always they see the same people again or yeah. something like that and it just happens that you know the reason yeah. why he's always there is because he's i guess he both has the ability to know where crimes are and the urge to go watch crime mm. happen mm. and he wears a superhero costume the oh. big b on it yeah right well, so and right. when by b i mean the opportunity to be <laughs> something <laughs> Um, so wait, what I was going to say before about the Santa Claus yeah. thing is that it's supposed to, they were saying that this is a friend, Matt and maybe Peter Thomas, both people who have also been on the show, mm. um, Matt Stewart from uh-huh. Do Go On. Anyway, both they were good, saying that they think people. it's a horror movie because he kills Santa Claus and then against his will, he sort of becomes Santa Claus and he mm. can't kind of escape that, that thing. Right? Yeah, that's his life now. That's his life now. Mm. So maybe... Do you his think body changes and... Mm. Yeah. But I thought, what if, you know, it's that. So if you could just make it into something a little bit more scary, it's like the guy kills an orange. <laughs> like this, right? And he, you know, it's like, it's just, you know, he's got a bag of oranges. He's just cutting them like... <laughs> Like just like a regular like he's day. killing heaps of oranges. Yeah, he's killing heaps, but there was one magic orange. Oh, no. That had like a the orange claws, you know, like that big document, like the Santa Claus. Yeah. And if you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and, and there was, and, if, and, it was, and it states that if you kill this orange. I right, call it the Fanta Claus. The Fanta Claus. <laughs> and if you kill Bravo. this orange, then you will Thank become you. an orange. And so then this, it'll be similar. You could almost do shot for shot as like this movie. <laughs> Right. Well, I don't, know. I don't know if you can do shot for shot. I think some of the scenes on yeah. the sled and then, would be a bit out of place. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could be on a bag of oranges. Is that right? Oh, um, the orange that travels around on a bag of oranges. You know what oranges are like. Does he deliver Classic oranges? Orange. Oh, yeah, good? no, that's it's... what a magic orange does. It travels around on a bag of oranges delivering oranges. On Orange Christmas. <laughs> the Fanta Claus. Yeah. Um, and then there'll be that scene where he's like looking in the mirror and he's shaving. And then he slowly then he turns into an orange. <laughs> and then he shaves the... Yeah. And, and, and then he turns more into an orange. <laughs> then eventually he can't move. You know? <laughs> he can't move, he's just an orange. You know? Then, yeah, how's he supposed we'll to do all those orange. things if he hey? can't move? How's he supposed to travel the world delivering oranges if he can't he move? He rolls. I assume, oh, of course. Yeah, right. well, I assume that maybe wherever he comes from, there's like... Uh, you know, kind of like Santa Claus has the North Pole. This guy might have like Orange County. Yeah, <laughs> Orange County. That's right. And then he and he has like a bunch of elves 
or like uh, you know or, or immigrant or, fruit pickers yeah, <laughs> immigrant fruit, fruit pickers and they they know about his magic bag of oranges that allows him to go around and deliver oranges <laughs> on the day of his, of of Jesus's birth Jesus being one of the foreign fruit pickers <laughs> the first yes. foreign fruit picker <laughs> Um, um, yeah, I mean that all that all checks out. Yeah, but the way that it's different to Pickle Rick, I want to make sure that this is not <gasps> anything like Pickle Rick because Pickle Pickle Rick he made himself a pickle, and but and then, then he, he made himself like a rat body. Well, yeah, stuff. but then I want you to know that he doesn't have a face like Pickle Rick does. Oh, it's so different. So he can't see anything. So different. And also, he doesn't have the ability to sense or think or think because he's an orange now. <laughs> And all the decisions are made by his his employees. But it actually brings him closer to his children. But if somebody, <laughs> but but this is yeah, it brings him closer to his children. And but I guess what's what he's hoping for is that at some point someone will kill him. God, he just wants the sweet release of death. Yeah, yeah, because that's all he can't think. But all he know, all mm. he is allowed to think is God. I long for the sweet release of death. And then you That's find the, out that all oranges yes. are just people. That one, they were once people. Every time he comes to somebody's house to deliver oranges, they knock on the door and they say... <laughs> he knocks on the door and they say, who's there? He says, orange. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange, orange who? who? And then silence. <laughs> That's that's a fucking that's the trailer for the film. <laughs> it's a real horror film. So I don't know. Should I write that down? Yeah, the Fanta Claus. The Fanta Claus. <laughs> I just I want to see how this is achievable from the point of view of setting up obviously the quite complicated mythology of the the the, the orange. Yeah. The delivered oranges while still. Leaving enough space to be a parody of the Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but, but we didn't get you, into this business for. Uh, that's why you. That's why you. That's what you train for as a writer, mm. so that you could achieve mm. things like this. Now, do we have some words from a listener? Because obviously, our podcast is supported by Patreon supporters who uh, chip in a couple of bucks and are able to send us words that we then try and turn into a sketch. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're very good, and that's sometimes right. they're nice. And uh, and we thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you. forward slash Think Tank. Thank you very much, everybody. They uh, did you know, David, that or one two day... in tank? I can't. I don't know which. Oh, it is. Yeah. what is it? Patreon.com slash two in tank. Two in tank. Yeah. Um, one day, David, we got our our Patreon money. This is like you know, occasionally I can get around to taking it off the website. Mm. And uh, I sent Andy uh, a few hundred dollars that he. That, that belong was his share. We give a hundred dollars a month to George, Andy's brother, who edits the podcast. And uh, oh, anyway, that's nice. yeah, it's real nice. Well, it's also nice that he edits it for us. <laughs> that's, I mean, when that's I say really it, nice. yeah, yeah, he he does all the audio stuff. Anyway, um, anyway, Andy says to me uh, that a couple of days later, he goes, "You know what, Andy? Al, it was really great that you uh, sent me that money because I wasn't going to be able to pay my mortgage." See? <laughs> And, wow. um, I, I, yeah. I don't know why you have to keep bringing up this story, I just, Alistair. I just, Are we all that close to the line right now? <laughs> We're pretty close to the line. line. Yeah. Look, uh, I don't have any kids, though. Yeah. Well, it's it's a spooky time. It's a spooky time, and so and it's just. It's and just, I keep having more kids. Yeah. <laughs> and that line, it keeps getting closer. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and I feel like I'm running, I'm yourself. running. But I'm an orange. I can't get anywhere. <laughs> but luckily my magic bag lifts me up. No, but that line's anyway, getting real close. Anyway, you guys are my magic bag. That's all we're saying. That's all we're saying, everybody. And, okay, so today's uh, listener is Joe Dunker. Joe Dunker. Joe Dunker. And Joe just, Dunker. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Joe Dunker. And what just an in case, gift. I'm going to say it could also be Joe Dunker. So just in case. It you could know, be. I don't, I, at this point, I can't remember. Is that a male or female Joe? Uh, it's with an E, I think. Um, but that could still be Joe uh, Safine. Uh. Could be. Joe uh, Safine. Or, Thanks, Joe. Or Joe. Or Joseph, or Joel. Or go. Or go. If it's a soft J. Yeah, or... If <laughs> or is it a hard J? I, I think it's a hard J. it's a hard J. Or if they're, uh, you know, South American or something, it could be Ho. Or Yo. <laughs> anyway, so thank you, Yo Dunker. Uh, his or her... I should have just checked. I should have just checked the image. <laughs> there, there... Three words are <clears throat> another, sausage, sketch. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so I assume this is a reference to the episode Too Many Sausages in which we came up with something like five sausage-based sketches yeah. in the one episode. Yeah. Was that a sausage factory of an episode? It was a real sausage it fest. Was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I gotta say, it was great, and we were really outputting, and we were filling up those sketches with disgusting meat. Mm. Uh, that is the expression that nobody likes to see the sausage being made, which is almost a description of what this podcast is. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, uh, Khrushchev who said that. I think uh, the the the, the Russian the Russian uh, Khrushchev. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Dunker? Dunker? Khrushchev Dunker? Um, he he oh, said I, that. I think that was his quote. He but said, he probably said it in a Russian accent or yeah, something like that, didn't he? Yeah, probably said it in Russian as mm, well. Mm. It was like politics is like, is like a sausage, you know. You, you don't want to see how it's made behind the scenes mm. or something like that. Was he saying that to a, a sausage maker, like a butcher? Uh, I imagine he was, yeah. Yeah, which is which is interesting because I believe that in the Soviet Union, a lot of politics is putting people through meat grinders, uh, or was. It could still uh, be. It's coming back, I yeah, think. It's coming back. It's, yeah, it seems like they're kind of having a bit of a forceful, which you got to be when you're pushing someone into a meat grinder. Oh, you got to be forceful. Yeah. yeah. You can't be squeamish, you know? It's not, it's not for the faint-hearted pushing people through a meat grinder. <laughs> no, absolutely <not>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people... A lot of people these days they think that they can do it, but I mean, they don't. They, you know, somewhere out there, there's a guy who pushes people into meat grinders, but is the nicest guy <laughs> who pushes people through meat meat grinders. Wow! Is it a regular meat grinder, or is it is it a nice meat grinder? <laughs> do you, do you think... Well, there would be one for each category. There would yeah. be a nicest guy who puts pu- pushes someone through a meat grinder, which is, I suppose, uh, no, sorry, a nice meat grinder. Which I suppose is one that puts you into a better shape. Do you think that he? Do, do you? <laughs> it still grinds you down, oh, but you're grinds. a better shape at yeah, the end of it. Yeah. It's actually an improvement. Right. You go through and you come out with abs and things like that. But I mean, you get ground down to mush, and then so you, you come get... out. You come out and you've got like abs and everything, 
but like your body is now all a uniform human paste sausage paste sausage paste yeah do you think that the best guy who puts people through meat grinders is better than the worst guy who doesn't put people through meat grinders you know like where do they where do they cross over um I would say that the yeah the nicest person who puts somebody mm. through meat grinders is probably nicer than the worst person who doesn't push people through meat grinders because mm. he could do other things like exactly he could push put he push people into like vats of boiling hot liquid oh metal. you're right he said <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then he could have other redeeming qualities you know <laughs> <laughs> what kind of redeeming qualities do you think this guy who holds people's heads into liquid, a, liquid metal if anything he works too hard there you go putting people anything, into <laughs> liquid if hot anything metal. i push too many people <laughs> into hot molten love lo- liquid metal he's always making his quota that's right and he's a hard worker and he mm. probably gets pay raises all the time which makes his wife proud of him yeah, if I if I employed a guy who pushed people into hot <laughs> liquid metal, I would give him heaps of pay rises. I certainly wouldn't try and you know talk so, him out of getting a pay rise in a in a meeting down by the vats when I go to meet. You know, so I can, so, I'll so you're suggesting that you're near the vats. So this is you're you're his employer. Yeah, I'm his employer. I I would I would give him almost anything he asked for. I think. What a powerful bargaining position. Yeah, be- better gloves. And how do you think that this employer sort of keeps this industry that he runs, mm. like this business that he runs, um, without overrunning costs? Right, when when his employees, because wages are always your biggest cost. Biggest cost, right. And, and, and he has no power to say no to pay raises. <laughs> well, I, I guess then you really need... To employ someone else, maybe the meat grinder guy. The nice meat grinder the guy? The nice meat grinder or guy. the regular meat grinder guy. I think of the nice meat grinder guy, but to, to just to feel like you have some bargaining power over the, the vat guy. Yeah, right. So he's... But then you're in a different situation entirely. But wait, wait. So he's the nice grinder grinder guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not the guy who pushes people into the nice meat grinder. That's right. <laughs> that makes them into better shape. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The boss could get nice grinded and then he'll look tougher. Right. Maybe giving but him he'll a be better... But be he'll be a uniform paste, <laughs> yeah. which makes it harder. Like, while he's superficially in a better negotiating position, his ability to negotiate from that position mm. is going to be reduced by... Being a uniform paste. You know where I reckon it would affect you the most going through that? Tell me. I think it would be in your eyes because your eyes would be the same color as the rest of your flesh. Mm. You know, and then yeah. I think people would really be able to tell. They go, have you done, have you, <laughs> have you recently been through a nice meat grinder? <laughs> thanks for noticing. Yeah, thanks for, well, yes, I have. You know, I think you they, get they, these great they'd abs. They'd look at your abs. They'd look at your abs and say your abs are great. Yeah. But your eyes are the same color as the rest of your flesh. Yeah. Which has got little flecks of bone throughout. <laughs> I guess if you had if you had a, like a collection of gristle around part of the outside of the eye where the conjunctiva would be. Oh yeah. You know, then it could at least sort of, you know, I guess that would just only be by luck. Yeah. But 
you would kind of it would at least oh, start what luck my lucky day I should go buy a lottery ticket all this gristle around where the conjunctiva would be is the conjunctiva the part of the eye or is that the sort of sleep stuff that's in your eye I think it's the white part I think it's the egg white right I think because that's the part that gets infected in conjunctivitis yeah I love that word I know Good word I hope it's correct because my dad told it to me years ago, and uh, I've definitely. And you would been... hate to have your faith in him destroyed at this. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you know, we've we've lived such a pretty good life together. It would be awful for us such to. Such a can... pretty good life. Such a pretty good life. Now, here's a different angle on things, and so um, we're sort of based around the get you into better shape thing. Why are there no meat babies? And by that I mean, we have sausages. They're a tube. They're an unspecified tube shape. We have jelly babies. We're happy to eat lollies in the shape of people. We're even happy to eat gingerbread in the shape of people. But there are no meat products that mm. are in the shape of people. And I think that this is a gap in the market. Yep. Um, not necessarily for cannibals. I don't I... think you have to be a cannibal to enjoy a, 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 a sausage baby. But, um, you know... David, you seem like you have a question. Oh, it's just it just reminded me of a Simpsons reference. Uh, Marge makes meatloaf men in the episode. <laughs> so they're like gingerbread men, except it's made out of meat. But I don't think that exists as a real thing. Right. I well, think... then the Simpsons, what they did in the Simpsons, I think that would be fun. Well, maybe the way that we could um, separate it a little bit is mm. by, firstly, not making it as a comedy. We could make it as a real company. Right. Right. And second of all, we could, rather than, this is the problem with gingerbread men and jelly babies and mm. even these meatloaf men. Mm. They're not realistic. They're both not realistic, but also they're quite general. And I think if you made specific people Whoa, out of meat. Yeah, that is great. Like a cel- mm. range of celebrity endorsements. You could get all of the Richmond football team or something like that That's as right. a pack of sausage men. That's the thing. Is so many of... numbers on the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, numbers on the back. That's all done in sesame seeds or something like that. Or out of meat. Out of meat. Yeah. Even better. More you know? meat. Could just be veins or something. Yeah, or it's seared onto them. Like, you know, sometimes mm, you get yeah. the pre-seared uh, burgers and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think maybe the whole sausage should be made in a mold. Oh, yeah. You know, instead of like that, that whatever that tube is, mm. just fill it up with a mold. Right? Yep. And then afterwards you stamp like a kind of a food paint on it. Food so, paint. So that it actually looks mm. like the whole team. <gasps> looks like the whole team. They're all flesh-coloured already. They're all, you know, they're, they're, they've got their little outfits on and stuff. Yep. And then you, the, the kids, they'll fight over which player they want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> which one they don't want to eat. Are which you having the, trouble yeah. getting your kids to eat their sausages? Yeah. Oh, well, the new Richmond Football Club tie-in sausage mm-hmm. man pack, you know, is, uh, is out now. And they can, oh, they all want to eat their own halfback. That's right. Yeah. And you could do it with whatever. Like, you could do it for every... Uh, you could even do it, I think, with sort of broccoli and carrots and things mm. like that. Maybe you could grow... You know, like in Japan, they sausage grow... Sausage in the shape of a broccoli or a carrot. Yeah, so sausage <laughs> that looks like, you know, like looks like three types of vegetables, mm. Brussels sprouts. Mm. What um, about this? And we also do loaves of bread that look like little... Or slices of bread that look like a little stretcher. 
So it can be like the man is being carried off the field. Uh, yeah, that's you know, really you good. You put a bit of tomato sauce on there because he's got uh, a cut above his eye or whatever. Yeah, and then it you... has to go off because of the blood rule. Because of the blood rule, yeah. exactly. The tomato sauce rule. <laughs> and then straight into your kid's mouth. Come on. Uh, I wish I knew the name of a single football player is coming <laughs> off the field. Oh. Open up the doors to the uh, sick bay. Uh, the kid opens his mouth. You shove the sausage in yeah. there. He bites his head off. It screams as well as a little... Thing in there that makes it scream. Yeah, there you go. One of those. More yeah. of a more of a scream of agony. Oh like yeah, more like be a... more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that. More like that. Yeah, see, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I like that. It I could mean, just be like a. You could just. You could put like a real animal's sort of like throat, mm, like voice box yeah. in there, and then just pack it with air. Yeah. So that, <laughs> yes. Pack it with air so that when you bite, the air comes out. Widget in <laughs> there. I've never felt anything scream inside my mouth before. Oh, no. you, you haven't lived. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, me, obviously. You've I've never me scream inside my mouth. But... You've never bitten the head off a chipmunk or anything like that? Not that I remember. Not recently. Mm. Well, not, not within living memory. But, you know, you forget a lot of your life. <laughs> I, think, uh, I, think, I think we've got a good number of sketches there, and I, I hope, uh, Joe, uh, that you're... You're happy with your sausage sketch. You're another sausage sketch. <laughs> um, specific. Specific football team. Football team. That's good. We could, I, I, like we could, I feel we could sell this as an ad. Do you think you could sell that idea as an ad? I mean, Jesus Christ, the garbage that they already do make. If they didn't buy this. I had another great idea for an ad. Can I tell you my great idea for an ad? I'd be disappointed. I don't know. Didn't. I don't know what it's an ad for, right? But it feels like the sort of thing that they'd make an ad for on Australian TV, and it's almost like a parody of like a public health announcement of some kind, mm-hmm. right? But it's about people who are left hanging in high fives, right? So the message is like, you know, you see you see some people celebrating, and then somebody goes up for a high five, and then the person they're going to high five like hugs someone next to them or something and they're just left hanging there and it goes into slow motion then we see another scenario where that's happening and another scenario and then it's like every year thousands of australians are left hanging (laughs) right and slow sad music plays as we see all these people with their hands up like slowly lowering them and then it's something like um watch out for your mates and be aware and then like someone else comes in and like gives them the high five and then Footage speeds up again, and then everybody's yeah. celebrating again, and it's you know back music's back, and it's like good times mm. and that sort of thing, and it's like, yeah, don't don't leave a mate hanging, and then it's an ad for I don't know fucking superannuation or <laughs> dog dog vaccinations, yeah. or, you know, <laughs> I, I it doesn't it, matter. It's I just one it would, of those ideas. I thought mm. it would be an ad for some sort of service that actually gives people high fives so they're not hanging. Yeah, that like is... Like a charity. Yeah, mm. yeah. Or like community any, service. Any... You're right. You Like, you... It's it's a thing where people wear, wear like, a, a vest, an orange vest or something, and they're, whenever there's, like, a social event or something, you employ them so they're there to, like, pick up the hanging high fives. Like a security guard. Like a security guard, but, like, an, a personal... A designated high-fiver. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. They would be really alert. If they could be a little referee type character, that would also work in an ad type thing. They'd love that, like a little high energy little referee type character. Yeah. He's running up and down the sidelines of the party, always keeping an eye out to see if anything's happening. And he'll come in and he'll complete the the hanging high fives. I feel like I almost burst my kidneys holding in that sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Don't hold it in. I know. I, I didn't mean to. <laughs> 
was trying to just soften the 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 outpack. Oh, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for trying. Yeah. The outpack is the reverse of impact. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Even though it's not in packed. Anyway, the high five guy. Should I write that down? Yeah, if you want. This is an idea I had. But it feels like it'd be a good ad. That's yeah. my contention for like something. That. All right, we're gonna go through the sketches. Okay. That's because I'm gonna get hot in here. Okay, we've got one true bystander, which is uh, you know, it's got to be a bad man. So mm. it's like a, it's like the one true hero, but he's got to be a bad man doing nothing. Because if it was a good man and they were doing nothing, then they that's bad. That's bad. That's all it takes for bad things to happen. Yeah. Um. And if it's a good person doing something, then they're not a bystander. They're a, they're just a helper. They're like the first responder. Mm-hmm. All right, or a hero. Then we got the uh, performing CPR. <laughs> what did we settle on for this I mean, one? There was look, so much. Um, Something to do with the BGs. I mean, the performing best CPR. the best way to perform CPR is accompanied by the BGs. Yes. Potentially at a hospital, but that's not necessary. Yeah. But if possible, on one of the members of the BGs. Mm. Um. Because then there's a chance that you, if they don't make it, they might appreciate your staying alive skills. And add you, get and you add, into the and band. And get you into the band. Because I think there might only be Barry, mm. Barry left. Is it just Barry Gibbs? Left? I was spotted doing CPR on one of the members of the Bee Gees. And while he slipped away, my performance, my rhythm, I kept time so well. Well, they could keep, keep, keep you in time. Mm. Fun. One, two, three, like that. Ah, 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 slipping away, <laughs> slipping <laughs> away. <laughs> and then we got Nice Jail, which is a place for people who haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> you know, and that's for bad men, bad men who... Take him away! Bad men who haven't done anything, which is a good thing. So you... Yeah. you, you uh, Send them to Nice Jail where there's a beautiful bench. There's a long bench oh. and they just, it's a beautiful room. Be great in court because it's when they say... Uh, Your Honour, can I approach the bench? And they say, my one or that really nice soft one over there in the corner? <laughs> over in nice jail. What do you think? What do you think, Your Honour? You be the judge. Where's the judge in the nice jail? Or nice jail in the courtroom? No, there's yeah. a court. There's N- a courtroom. Nice court. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Nice they, have, court. they have long benches as well. Yeah, but not as long as in the nice jail. Okay. Much, they're still yeah, nice. They've got to give you something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. You don't put the you don't put your longest benches out in the court because you know that destroys all the uh, imagine yeah yeah I mean they could be nice in a different way they could have a beautiful texture oh they could you be know, nice. like that. things could be nice in more than one way exactly or that, just a real nice cool refreshing temperature you know like you touch something and you go this is oh I was expecting that to be a bit clammy but this is like this is kind of like a bit cool but refreshing that's but, the best temperature but not isn't it? cold. A bit cool, but refreshing, but not cold. Yeah. Best temperature. Mm. You know, you could you could sit on it with bare skin, without like going whoa, mm. whoa let's shiver up your and spine. I don't think I can ever be too refreshed, to be honest. It's hard. I mean, I'd try. Oh yeah. You can. I mean, you can drown from drinking too much water. Is that? Does that count? As, can you? Yeah. Yeah. You can. Uh, water poisoning. That's not drowning. It's water poisoning. Different thing. Yeah, but what if you? Have so much water in you that 
it goes to the top of your throat and then it starts pouring pouring into over into the pouring into, over the, into the, the air hole. hole. So, so you must feel like a real idiot now. Um, ear wallet. Then we got ear wallet slash pocket. So it's you know, this is for people who have no pockets or choose to, you know, let pockets go. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got the lottery lottery, which is the bad lottery, but we don't call it that. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's just the lottery that gives yeah, you money. Why don't, why don't we call it the bad lottery? Because oh, it's the lottery lottery. <laughs> I mean, that after, as soon as you guys started calling it the lottery lottery, my brain was shouting out, why are they calling it the bad lottery? Oh, no, because they... Oh, we're like, I'll go along with it, but no, this doesn't the regular seem... the regular lottery is actually the nice lottery. Yeah, because it'd be confusing well, then, for but people. But then why is, it, why is it the lottery lottery? Well, because... Cause it just it, is. Because jail, jail is jail. So if Well, then you... this is just lottery. No, 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 because then... Yeah, you could just call it that if you wanted to save time. That would be acceptable. Sure, but then, look, here's the, here's the problem. I feel some, the listeners are going to know who to some people, on this one. Some people will have been born before, you know, like after anyone had ever called it lottery, and they won't, they'll know the convention of the double thing means the bad one because of jail. But are we calling jail, 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 jail? Yeah, yeah, jail is going to be called jail, jail. So, but the, and then, and the bad one is called... The good one is called nice jail. Right. The bad one is jail, jail. All right, you've convinced me. Yeah, great. Lottery, to lottery. To kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> then we got <laughs> salted caramelized ocean. Yep. Yeah, and then... I mean, there'll be some problems with that. No, I established in the premise that no there problem. won't be any problems with <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. It's all benefit. I forgot how we were writing that one. Sorry, <laughs> it's my fault. That was a misreading on mine. I didn't write down no problems. <laughs> then we got Bystander Man. This is the guy who's got the bystandy sense. Yes. And bystandy, that'll be my, I'll be him. Bystandy Matthews. I thought David was going to play him. Sure. I, I could just stand over here and... And sure. Could play him. I mean, you could be the bystander to the bystander man. Mm. Yeah, I'm... sidekick. Yeah, is it bystander bystander man? The or, man standing or... by. Yeah, the man. Man standing by bystander man man. <laughs> That's right. We, we use an acronym. <laughs> well, MSBBSMM. <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> just you just put that on. <laughs> In just huge, bold <laughs> letters. Yeah, can you give me a vowel in this? Then we got the Fanta Claus. <laughs> essentially the Fanta Claus, or the Santa Claus, but, you know, you become an orange. <laughs> um, then we got the Nice Meat Grinder. He lives at the North Peel. Orange County. Orange yeah. County, yeah. Orange County. And then, uh, yeah, the nice meat grinder, which gives you, like, a better shape. We've really started this new pattern of the nice thing. Yeah. yeah really yeah. set the agenda for the, yeah, the list here. Yeah, it's the here. theme. Um, then we got the liquid metal drowner. I'm just really interested in the business. The business. I don't remember that one. What was he's that the guy, He's the guy Put who's... Put you to vets. He's nicer than the... <laughs> he's, he's not as nice as the nicest meat grinder oh, man. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Liquid metal man. Yeah. Sorry. Like, uh, liquid metal drowner because he drowns people in liquid metal. <laughs> and you right. do, it is drowning, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's I the mean, drowning that gets drown. you, not That's the burning the... up and the liquid metal. <laughs> I want to be clear, you drown. Yeah. And you know that if you drink too much liquid metal, you can drown? That's a fact. 
Yeah, but oh, you I believe you. But you wouldn't be refreshed at all. No. Yeah, so it's no. just different in that There's way. There's no benefits to that one. Then you got meat people. This is specific celebrities that you make out of meat for this, especially like whole trays of sausages that are like turned into football mm. teams and things like that. That's mm. a great idea. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah. That's and, a winner. Oh, I mean, like. Do you reckon it's real human hair as well, donated from the team on the? Why heads? not pig hair? Why not pig hair? <laughs> Pig hair. Pigs have hair. I think they have short hair, which you only need short hair for because they're quite small sausages. Quite small. And most most football players have got quite short hair already. So this will be quite lucky. Yeah. You know, Unless we're doing the women's teams. No, oh, we can do that. Yeah, we we wouldn't not. not do that. I think if you're starting this, you've got to for every male team you're doing, you're making a female team. Mm. You're have a gender, NFLW gender quota. Gender quota. The the, you could do half. Sausage men, half sausage women. Yep. And then I guess for the women you would use horse hair. So you can That's get very long hair. Or you could make the women's sausages smaller, chipolatas. You know, like that. So you can just Savaloys? Savaloys, but just so you can use the same length hairs, but to get a bit more length out of it. Yeah, that's great. What about uh, gender transitioning? Would you rep- have them sure. represented with like trans fats in the sausage of some sort? Look, I think that's I think that's absolutely doable. I think we're going to use the types of fats to communicate a lot of things. Right. In this. I think that actually um, the the AFL is currently working is still working through that issue. That's a very vexed issue for the AFLW. I believe they so. Yeah, have, yes, they've yeah. recently banned someone. I think. I think they came down and they said that we're going to ban uh, trans. Okay, so, so we we can hold off on the sausage decision until they figure that I, out. I think you're absolutely correct. Well, I don't know. I feel like we have an opportunity to be leaders here, and mm. I think oh, that's true. We could include trans people in the sausages and all the sausages. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a fair thing to do. And then yeah. they'll they'll look to us <laughs> say, "What are the sausage people doing? What are the sausage people who make sausage representations of the people who play in our league doing?" Yeah. It's, it's like the, the local councils who are deciding to move their Australia Day celebrations exactly. before it has mm. officially been moved. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're those little local councils. We're, yeah, and but we're a big butchers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Human celebrity making butchers, but then we also make fictional people who don't yet play in their leagues. Yeah. These, yeah. Because we're aspirational. And then we've also just got High Five Guy. He's a guy, and it's an ad mostly. Yep. Of a guy who gets Comes rejected. in and finishes the high fives. And the high fives. And then it's for a company that finishes high fives, right? Yeah, it could be. Or it's an ad for any old fucking company. Could be it's for perfume. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. Perfume or retreading tires. Nostri- or no, nostril hair pluckers or whatever. Nostril hair pluckers, exactly. Don't leave a mate hanging. That's great because you have those little <laughs> hanging hairs and stuff and it ties in really well. Ties there. in really well. Really well. Do they retread tires anymore or is that a... The thing they don't mm. do anymore. Fuck, I thought I got away with that oh, as well, David, man. but I forgot oh. that I was working with the green bow and he doesn't let you get away with shit like that. All right? I, mean, I, know, I don't I know for sure. I should have I should have saved that for one of the podcasts where we didn't have... <laughs> oh, you had that idea locked and loaded for, for I months. I did for months and I thought this is the perfect opportunity to let it slip. Well, um, yeah, you know, I, I you can know spot an unrealistic idea I quite far away. I, 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 look, David, I would say I would be surprised if there aren't still companies out there that are retreading tyres and then reselling them at a, a cheaper, cheaper price. But I'm willing okay. to be proven wrong. Well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, you just thought you'd raise the doubt yep. to make me look like an idiot on my own podcast. Well, you don't know either. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, more doubt. <laughs> like Not that. the same amount of doubt. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I feel like there's more. There's exactly as much doubt. Oh no, because now I doubt your confidence. What? I'm shouting. How can you doubt my confidence? <laughs> oh, it's like... the most confident volume. Loud. <laughs> Sounds like you're overdoing it now. Feels like when you're doubt. Anyway. We're going to go back into the song, and then we're going to go into the wrap-up. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast, Two in the Think Tank. With Alistair and Andy and David M. Green. David, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on there. I, I got a website. There's, there's not much on there. It's oh. da- davidmgreen.com. Is that a good place to go to like get things like your very funny web series VHS review? Yeah, I guess all the links. It's like a hub. So all it's, the it's links to everything else is there. Uh. All the Twitter. Or you can just find me on Twitter. It's david underscore m underscore green. Great. Because well, I was too put... slow getting the David M. Green. Someone else has got that. I can't believe that. I'm yeah. really I, was, I was pretty late to Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I was kind of late, but I was still pretty early. Yeah. For, compared to you, maybe. I was hoping to get at Jack, but no, that was taken. Damn. Yeah. You, to get that, you would have had to have invented Twitter, I think. Uh, there's, yeah. there's your problem. I, I came in just after yeah. they invented Twitter. Pre-invented. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, you can find me at... Uh, we'll, I'll put all the links to your stuff down uh, down below. Sure. Down thank in, you. Down and in the links. Thank you for having and me yes, on the show. And Dave, yes, David's, David's uh, VHS review series. It's, it's very, very funny. funny. Thank you. There's an ad for retreading tires. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I was... I knew you'd yeah. bring this back up, Dave. You just can't let it go, can you? Oh. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, we're at Two in Tank. <laughs> I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. We'd love it if you it, – it helps the podcast if you rate and review. We've had some reviews recently, and we love them. But, yep. you know, if you, if you have a chance to rate and review the podcast, it doesn't take very long at all. Just go give on, us five stars. Go on that, <laughs> go and, on that Apple, Apple iTunes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or you can go on Microsoft iTunes. Yep. You can go on Stitcher <laughs> iTunes, whatever you want to do. Any, any of the iTunes you want to do. All right? Yeah. And, and then, uh, give us any number of – any – any prime number between four and six of stars. Yep. And um, that'd just that'd that'd make my. And my uh, you can go on the Patreon. The eight dollars for the extra episodes. Three dollars. Extra episodes. So the latest words. episode was very funny. Episode of Magma. There you go, and that's great. And also, you can. There's actually no limit on the amount of money that you can give. Yeah. And so that's that Andy, crazy. So that Andy can uh, pay Alistair, his mortgage. I, I, really, I would feel more comfortable if you didn't did, didn't bring this up. Andy, I think I feel like you're. you're you're, I'm too proud. You're doing you're doing so well uh, in so many ways, mm. and that it's so great to be able to ho- mm. sort of hold this over you. <laughs> so <laughs> many, like so you're... many of the numbers in my life are high numbers. Yeah, number of children. Yeah, you know, a... <laughs> size of mortgage, but money but left over one, after you, paying your, your free time. That would be pretty low. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the low ones. Right. Yeah, the well, free time number, that. the number yeah. of free times I have. If yeah. you guys can also donate one. free time to Andy through oh, Patreon, that would be so good. Anyway, sorry about asking for money. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly joking, but then I can't remember. Then I'm, then I'm not sure if I am. Anyway. Uh, and then uh, I think that's it. Yeah. So um, we, we love, love you. you. Thank you, David, by the way. Thank you. 
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.